You try to kill me, Paul? No. <laughs> it's a little loud. You can turn it down. Yeah. Uh, ready? I'm deaf. Are you really? No. Well, use your <laughs> earphones. Like, raise it up. <laughs> and um, so we're recording, and I guess I had checked the audio, mm-hmm. and whenever I checked it, there was um, I I took off the earphone and I forgot to restart the the podcasting, and we recorded about 18 minutes of nothing. <laughs> Just silence. Oh, it was like the best 18 minutes, too. It was so annoying. <laughs> he went back like, oh, no. She's like, nah, it's cool. Don't worry about it. But we got some good stuff afterwards. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing well. Yeah, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Um. So let's get like just a dive deep inside of it, okay? All right. Do All right. it. What's your sign? Virgo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I was looking it up, and I guess I have to thank Katie today for being able to talk to you because it is actually her doing that made you create casual strangers right yeah she has a big part of it yeah her and jake mitchell definitely at the same time were uh asking to put a new project together and was it because you were just tired with your day job no well i was in a band called the boxing lesson okay uh put out music for many years under the name the boxing lesson moved here from la about 10 years ago with the band and uh, i needed a fresh start and Katie, definitely, we were playing music at home. Did she come from L.A. as well? No. No. I met Katie here. and uh, Was it like a Tinder kind of thing? No. <laughs> uh, we met in real life. <laughs> we met in real was life. Was there even Tinder 10 years ago? I don't no, think so. No, there wasn't. I met yeah. her uh, six or seven years ago. There was no Tinder. We met at the sidebar downtown. Sidebar. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever been there. And, uh, Should I check it out? Sidebar's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a place to get a good stiff drink, you know, while you're wandering around <laughs> Red River. <laughs> Red River was uh, quite different back then, too. Was it a lot a lot more venues and a bigger scene back then? It was just less people less overall. People. Uh, it was more digestible, less people downtown. You could walk up to the bar, you know, and get a drink and see bands. and uh, It's just so full of people now. Yeah, you're just kind of hoping you, you don't get sweat all over your new shirt or <laughs> on your face. That happens sometimes, We played a way. show at Sheriff Charlie's a couple months ago, and I couldn't even get a drink there all night. It was so crowded. What? You I had to go down the street and get a drink and come back and you play. Did, you did not. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get a drink. Where did you go? <laughs> I went to the sidebar. Did you know uh, the bartender? Is that why you went there? Did uh, he like, hook you up really quickly? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ran back to the show. <laughs> I think at that point, you should just like start bringing your flask and your jacket. Well, that's next level shit, <laughs> you know? Have you seen the, the little tampon packages? Okay, so they have these, um, I guess they sell them like at, I don't know, Hot Topic kind of uh-huh. dispensers where it's, I saw it online, it was a, it's the shape of a, a tampon and it comes in a tampon bag. And so what they do is basically put alcohol on those tampons because it's meant to sneak in alcohol. Uh-huh. So you have like these tampons and you can just shoot them up like in the bathroom, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty, like, no, this is my tampons, leave me alone. It's like, pretty ingenious. Uh, I mean, unless you're a guy, only do it works that well, you know? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with this tampon? <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend, you know. I'm mad enough to buy them for her, you know? So you were in L.A. How was that? How was L.A. was cool. What yeah, happened that um, made you want to just say, hey, let's go uh, check out Austin? Just needed a change. And I really liked Austin. Austin has a great vibe. Have you have you visited us before? I had been here yeah. before, yeah. You toured with Boxing Lessons? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. We uh, came through Austin and played South by Southwest. And it's the classic story. South <laughs> by was so fun that I moved here. And... Uh, with casual strangers, yeah, Katie had a lot to do with uh, with this this new fresh flow of music, and also, uh, like I mentioned, Jake Mitchell, he was the old drummer of the Boxing mm-hmm. Lesson years ago, 
and he uh, spent some time in prison for growing marijuana. Mm. Uh, and it was really sad to watch him go years ago. And he came back to Austin after he did his time. And he wanted to start a new project. And he's one of my best friends. How was that moment when he came, he came it out? It was and such a like miraculous oh moment. Oh, my God. Give me a hug kind of thing. And the first time we jammed together again, it was like magic. Like he never left. Like he never left. That's crazy. So he came to Austin. He, did he follow you? He just kind of happened to be here. Uh, first time around, I met him here. And we put the boxing lesson together. Mm-hmm. And went on tour, and after our first tour, uh, he got busted. Wow. And everything was kind of in turmoil after that. We had a succession of, like, you know, five to ten drummers over the next few years who would step in for a while, would do a tour, come home, we'd lose him, we'd get someone else. But we never had our guy until did he got out. Did you put did you put um, boxing lessons on hold whenever he went to prison? No. No? No, we kept releasing albums and touring and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, we, we, we went kind of far with it. So I was listening to a podcast, and you said with boxing lessons, you had heard of writer's block. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. How did that, like, was it, like, after a while, you just, you wrote everything you could talk about, and you had to gain some life experiences to write some more? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, we uh, had explored the sound. Every band has, like, parameters of sound that you're under, you mm-hmm. know? And I had explored, I felt at the time, uh, all the, the sounds that boxing lesson could be. And I was wrong at the time yeah. because there's endless inspiration <laughs> out there in the world. But as a writer, you sometimes fall into periods of blackness where uh, you really can't string together an idea for some reason or another. Usually it's where your personal life is at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then so I was in this writer's block era and started writing music at home with my girlfriend Katie and just having fun with it. And uh, next thing you knew, we wrote a whole record called Casual Strangers. And we put a band together. Uh, The girl, the synthesizer player of the boxing lesson, Jaylen, she joined the band. Our old friend Jake, you know, who's just out of prison, he joined the band. Uh, We went in the studio and nailed it all within four days. We just recorded a complete record live we were so happy that was uh, it was like the dam being broken <laughs> the water just flooded and I the bet. inspiration was just <laughs> i could write a million songs under that you know playing with my best friends uh it was just real special real cool time so i always hear um a lot of artists say they have they usually write their best in a dark moment but you managed to were you you were in a happy moment right you were had your girlfriend yeah. so so yeah, totally. did you notice a change in what you were writing about? Yeah, for sure. I would like say the same thing. I used mm-hmm. to be a big proponent of a sorrow leads yeah. to brilliant art. You know, time, tough times lead to the most epic recordings, where this time it was uh, built off of happiness. And so we kind of added a little, like, lighthearted aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot less serious and brooding than things I had done in the past. And because of that, I... I enjoy that album so much. It's a bunch of like fun tunes, uh, some tongue-in-cheek stuff, lighthearted stuff, some songs that make me laugh still. You know, <laughs> a couple years later, after re- recording it, I still laugh when I hear a few songs on that record. <laughs> yeah, we so went there and we did it. You know. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think I was. Uh, you talk about an ex in one of your in Casual Strangers, right? When you do spoken word, because a lot of your songs don't have lyrics, so a lot of them are just kind of like some. sounds and instrumentals, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Cause there's I, there's, a, there's some lyrics on there. Yeah. yeah. So, 
did did you did you do you just naturally whenever you're doing that part when you talk about your ex is it what comes to mind or do you have a, is that lyric that because i think it'd be pretty cool if you would change it up every time like it could be anything yeah. does it, is it what i'm asking you is are they specific lyrics or do you just make it up every time you want to play uh a lot of times you make it up yeah. on the spot and then after you record it they become the lyrics oh, okay so every show it's the same thing uh, now, if we do that song, it's usually uh, that story in yeah. some regard. But before it was recorded, it would change every time. How how was it writing that down? Like thinking about your ex. Uh, well, you know, y- it's easy to say it's an ex, but it's not. It doesn't really have to be an ex. Uh, were you talking about your dog then? Is that what it was? No, <laughs> uh, it could be. Uh, I remember writing that, you know, even though Katie does the spoken word on the album, I remember sitting down and, and writing that part out. Like, what are we writing a song about? We used to be friends. So it's about friends more than it's about lovers. And we were like, used to be friends and we're casual strangers and like strong, like thematic writing. And I remember saying like, you know, we used to be friends, <laughs> but now we're casual strangers. You I saw to you the other day, and I, it was so <laughs> strange, you know, <laughs> totally, dude. Like, we kind of liked to, we tried to make it real lighthearted. Yeah. So I really like that song on the record. I feel like. Uh, I like a lot of them. All of them. Thank actually. you. Yeah. So um, you've been in the band for a few years. Is for at the point where you're at now, do you feel it's like where you need to be, or, or do you wish you ha- would be a lot more, you would have gained a lot more experiences in uh, have I'm you accomplished what you planned I'm out to accomplish? With I'm real happy. Friends? Katie and I were talking about it the other night. With the boxing lesson, I had a big, grandiose dreams. You know, I really wanted to to make it real big. And you know what I mean? Uh, in like the pop context, like there was more pop infused to the songs. Where with Casual Strangers, we've taken a more uh, avant-garde kind of take on it. And it was never meant to be that big. It was always a niche market, you know? Uh, we've achieved a lot. We went and we played some festivals in Brooklyn and we traveled around uh, this past summer. Uh, we played some awesome shows, opened up for some great bands here. What are some of your favorites Austin's. that you've met? Uh, with Star Death and the White Doors. We opened for a band Quilt and had a really good time. Uh, Moving Units we opened for a couple times. Peter Murphy, old Bauhaus guy. Yeah, we've had a we've had a pretty good run. We were supposed to open for a band called Killing Joke next week, mm-hmm. but they just canceled their tour. Oh no! And they're like legendary late seventies oh. post punk. Did you text them? Why? Oh. <laughs> you better come back. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Maybe they'll come back one day. But yeah. we've achieved what we set out to do with Casual Strangers. We're going to be releasing a new record uh, next month. Oh wow! It's all instrumental. Can't wait to hear that one. And. Uh, it's totally different than the first record. It's more kind of reflective, atmospheric stuff, a little instrumental. So I was digging that stuff these days. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear it. I was, I know you posted because your main site is the Tumblr site, and mm-hmm. you posted this review that you had from the UK, mm-hmm. and uh, I read a line on there, and it said um, that casual strangers might not know what they're, what kind of band they want to be, and I was like, what? <laughs> like that? I that, remember reading that. that I was like. That, I know. That bothered me. It's like, do you feel like certain bands these days, like, what do you feel about, like, they have to be put in a box and be labeled as pop and be That's interesting rock. you like, say how that. How do you feel about that? I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think people need the box. Without the box, they don't know. They don't know what you are. They don't know where you're coming from. Uh, 
we didn't really put this into the box. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you, there's comments like what you just said. Yeah. Like, they obviously have an identity crisis, right? <laughs> oh, no, we like all these different kinds of songs. Like, we're giving you a whole palette of creativity here where I think people really uh, get drawn to bands that have like a similar sound and like every song is that sound. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the mass level, people are drawn more to that. Like they sound exactly like band A meets band B. <laughs> like identical. And I've always been, been kind of away from that. I don't want every song to sound the same. I don't, I don't like it when I put a band's album on and 10 songs kind of sound identical to me. Mm -hmm. I like differences in uh, just the songwriting, creativity. There's so many avenues you can go down that every song doesn't need to sound the same. Yeah, I feel like back in the day, the artists, when they came up with their albums, would do all kinds of genres and put it in it, you know? Yeah. And now these days, there's only one. Like, you're only doing pop and country music now. People have a very know? limited yeah, like what uh, happens attention that? span like, yeah. anymore. Bring, like, it, bring it back. Like yeah. Give me variety <laughs> in, a, in a record. That's right. Know? I'm into that. Dude. Yeah, so, like, I was also... You said you recorded um, the album here like in four days, and I mentioned, and I and I, and I like um, heard you mention Frenchie. Yeah, we recorded um, with Frenchie, and I've heard his name a couple of times while interviewing people from Austin. Is he the go-to guy for here in Austin? For me, he is. Yes, I think Frenchie's super cool. Uh, he's a world-class producer, you know, and he's a good friend. And I've watched him pull exceptional performances out of people in the in the in the moment, at the studio, in the spot. I've watched him reach into someone's soul and pull out an exceptional performance. And that doesn't happen when you're recording alone at home on your computer mm -hmm. or when you're with uh, an engineer who's not a producer who's just kind of hitting record and making sure the levels are good. Frenchie actually gets in the moment, says, like, what are we trying to do here? And makes it happen. And I go back to him every time I wanted to record yeah. a record. Is that who you're recording the next one with? We're gonna record, yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. I kinda, I think I kind of want to talk to him now. See, like, oh, he's a cool dude. He's like this genius, and he. I met. I imagine he's worked with so many people. He's worked with a lot of yeah, so many people. I'm gonna hit him up. See what he's. You like. should. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, tell him you talked to me. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Paul said to come talk. <laughs> He'll be to like, me. no way. <laughs> he's like, who are you? Who's Paul? <laughs> no, but you seem like a really cool guy, and so Thanks. like I, you know, I know that you have a nine to nine to five job because we're actually sitting in your nine to five job that? now. Yeah, like yeah. Is it hard, you know, balancing both? It's um, hard. Nine to five. Yeah, and I can't lie. Life? Yeah, it's hard, but uh, it's like uh, guaranteed money and sort of uh, financial stability that mm -hmm. allows me to be extra creative on my free time. Uh, you know, I I paid the bills with music for a few years in there with the boxing lesson, and I was hustling at all times and i was never sure how i was going to pay the rent <laughs> or where my next meal was going to come You're from like ramen noodles it was an exciting period and i used to think that uh potent music needed that hunger uh where i found you can write really awesome creative music and work a nine to five job as long as the job's cool they yeah. can let you go on tour they don't mind if you go away for three or four weeks they don't mind if you know you have late late mornings sometimes or you have a show. Uh, I found that here in Austin, people are a little more open minded to it than even out in Los Angeles. I grew up on the East Coast in Philly too, and it's much different on the East Coast too. Here, people want you to be artistic. They want to tap into your creativity, even in a business. 
they say like, well, what what can we do around here? That's creative. You know, tell me a little bit about the band. Tell me a little bit about your show last night. Like, it offers a uh, a levity in the the nine to five world. You so know? yeah. So what was your favorite show you played so far? Why you've been down here? <sighs> the one that pops into my mind is uh, we opened for the Psychedelic Furs mm-hmm. at Emos, the big Emos, and it was just a really good show and it was a really good time. That one pops into my mind first for some reason. There's How probably a handful of other ones that were it's a bit too long. Even too cooler. I don't even know. For, yeah, right. <laughs> that's the early. one though. That's the one that's popping into my mind. Too, that's your age showing Paul right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anymore. So how is the crowd in Austin like compared to like any other ones? Are they pretty cool? Austin is a cool crowd. Yeah. They what what's are the natural kind of I really love Austin. Yeah. I'm I just still feel it. You know, people like to complain a lot about it these days. What do they it's say? It's getting too big <laughs> yeah. and this and that. Crowded. But I just love it here. I feel like I'm home when I'm here. And I didn't find that until I got here. Yeah. Yeah. You plan on staying here forever? Yeah. Yeah. Start a family? Yeah. Do you have a family? I don't have a family. Katie and I are getting married, though, next year. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. What date? October. Is she going going crazy planning that? We're not going too crazy. No. She's she's planning it, though. (laughs) Are you helping out? I mean, the. Yeah, as much as I can (laughs) do, you know? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm giving her the money. That's all that matters. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay here. Yeah, you plan on on like having kids later? Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. You, I, you know, yeah. something we we talk about and think about, and I'm terrified of it though. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know why. I don't know. You think you'd be a bad dad or something? I think I'd be a good dad. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's hard. I watch people struggle and uh, juggle their lives. And I don't know. Yeah, what's gonna happen um, to your bands whenever that happens? I think bands can go on. Yeah. I mean, a lot Seeing of musicians have kids, right? Belly, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I tend to be short-sighted. <laughs> I'm thinking about this next record, you know, getting married. Yeah, how's that one going along, by the way? And I said it's releasing next month. Of like, whatever. yeah, it's uh, it's in its final stages, and I think of it as like an in-between project. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a full record that we're going to be recording with Frenchie this year, and has vocals, and it's very, it's the next step of that record right there, the debut record. But this one is a little more like ambient and uh, acoustic guitar stuff and synthesizers and uh, a little more like reflective music. So I, you could use the word, uh, it wouldn't be fair to say new age because it's not really <laughs> new age, but there's more elements of that like relaxed floating kind of sound. And uh, I'm really into that. I had a lot of fun recording it. I recorded some of it in studios and some of it at home. And uh, we weren't going to put it out at first, but I've been really like loving these recordings we made. Well, because I wanted the, the next record to be kind of like a big, grand record, you know, with vocals and songs. Because we've been writing some really good songs. And then I kind of went down this hole of uh, instrumental music and capturing live improv. And uh, kind of playing off each other and recording it. Yeah. And I just went down this rabbit hole of instrumental music for the past like six months. And the results is this album. We're calling it Pink Panther. It's going to come out on pink cassettes. Cassettes? You're bringing uh-huh. back cassettes? Yeah. What? We're putting out a cassette. What? Yeah. And so how it's all Are you like going to get pass out cassette players with it? Or no. How are we going to listen to it then? I'm going to have some CDs too oh, okay. for it. But the, the primary run are these pink cassettes that kind of 
go with the pink records we did, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be real cool. Why pink? Is that like one of your favorite colors? That's I noticed uh, you're wearing. I actually wearing pink today. How about that? I guess or it is. It is considered salmon. I, I guess it is. We uh, we really loved pink for the first record. Uh, we thought it really summed up the sound of the band. And uh, this artist we know out in California did that artwork. He's a collage artist named Gordon Magnan. Yeah, I was I was listening uh, mm-hmm. about that. How you found your Katie found the the right the mm-hmm. artist in California. How how did that happen? Like we were scouring the internet for cool what artwork. Do, what do you type in Google? Cool artwork, like, like on uh, Google. Like <laughs> art, <laughs> like psychedelic artwork. Collage, psychedelic <laughs> collage, uh, and just looking through artists, and we would reach out to people and never hear back. You uh, know, that's the worst. Why can't people just yeah. say no? Thank you, not yeah, interested. Like, we love your art. Can you do an <laughs> album cover for us? I'm like, no word. <laughs> you know, and we found this guy's website and everything she sent me. I was like, yeah, yeah. And this one is in 3D, so if you have 3D glasses, it like kind of jumps out a little bit. I, I do have 3D glasses. You should, you, when you go home, you put it on, you'll be like, whoa. And uh, record, he was, I record my experience he was super cool. You. He wrote right back, and he'd be honored to do it, and he worked with us on the font, and it was just super cool. Do you, ha- do you come across a lot of people in the industry that kind of just are kind of rude or just don't answer, or they, they think they're too big for you? That does happen. A lot. I mean, uh, that does happen, I think, yeah. for sure. I'm really, really happy that you weren't like that because when I contacted you, I was like, what? He responded like fairly quickly. You know, I get that a lot as well where people don't respond back or, you know. I don't understand that if you email someone, you know they get the email. Yeah. And then they don't <laughs> respond. You're like, <laughs> I respond to every email. I really appreciate it. Thank you, by yeah. the way. Um, so I know you were saying you were writing for this new album, like mm-hmm. you were going to do some lyrics. How does that process work for you? Will you be in the shower? Do you get your best lyrics in the shower while you're cooking? Yeah, that's what Both. happened. <laughs> like that's what happened. Do you keep a pin? Like we wrote several. <laughs> we wrote several of the songs in the the debut record, uh, like cooking dinner in the kitchen, dancing, singing some song, and like, like oh, next oh, thing you know, you're like finding the chords <laughs> on a piano. We have a piano at yeah. the house, and like you find the chords, and you're like, here's the song. You bring it to the band, and then they play, and it's like, oh yeah. Do do you write for your own for them as well, or um, uh, like their parts? But they always write their own parts. They write their own parts, and right. that's the beauty. Uh, I find that music, when it's a collaboration, it's m- way more magical than when someone wrote all the parts. Because what I would choose to play on the bass or the keyboard isn't the same as a bassist or keyboardist when they come in and play over it. Uh, they have a an alternative viewpoint perspective on the whole thing and uh, i find it's makes it bigger than it is just when it's one-sided so you have some a lot of people will be at home and they'll demo some songs you know and they got a little drum thing going a little bass and they play a little guitar and sing over it but it's all just them yeah so really it's a more narrow uh sound than when you bring other people into the action and their their performance sparks frequencies you're like whoa i never would have Exactly. That never would have come exactly. out of Exactly. Yeah. And that's the excitement of the whole thing. Because it's really about how you feel. It's really about feeling good and hanging out with your friends and feeling like you're making something that you would want to listen to yourself. Yeah. What, are, what, how, what, what kind of advice would you give like that person that's recording by themselves like, to make like, – fr- like, how would you make friends and get people to join you? How did you get – like, how do you get how – how does forming a band happen? Oh, man, it's hard. Yeah, how do you do Forming that? a band yeah. is really, really hard. 
Because uh, American Idol's gone. You know, I mean, what are you going to do X-Factor's with that? Gone. What are you going to do without <laughs> the X Factor? It's so hard. That's the that's the first uh, obstacle is like actually getting people who want to play with you and who are willing to put in hours and weeks and months and years that it takes to really hone the sound and uh, link your styles together and are going to form something. Yeah, because I think it takes a long time. Yeah, I think with boxing lessons, like you were at least over ten years with them, right? What happens? What goes through your head around year seven, and you're just kind of like, "Where are we going?" Like, does do you start questioning? Yeah, and that sometimes sparks you to write better material. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, Whoa, I'm still floating in this, you know, this limbo land, and like I'm gonna really write a record. How how do you keep your band from leaving you? Like at, at that point, you're like, you have to be, they, you <laughs> have to be cool. You have to be nice. Here's twenty dollars. <laughs> you can't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I guess it's, I guess you just have to do it because you love it. You, know? you do it for you love it. And then what I found is when you surround yourself with the closest people in your life, like your best friends or girlfriend, uh, that's where I am right now. That there's no option. Like we all know how to play with each other. We can make it sound good quickly because we know each other. And uh, it's more fun because you're hanging out with your family, not like some weird person you met on you know, Craigslist who <laughs> wanted to play bass in a band you know, or whatever it would be, <laughs> whatever the circumstance would be. No those, people, guys that have those people <laughs> are more inclined to be like, you know, I'm going to do my own thing or I'm joining this other band. When you really surround yourself with your best friends and your family, like, you can't. You can't leave. <laughs> Where are you gonna leave? I'm gonna see you home later. Like. You're gonna leave me. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> and so when you do have a fight or a artistic difference or an argument about something, it's like how a family would argue, and then you you have dinner together. You're all right again. That's how it is. When you don't know the people that well, they like just never come back. <laughs> They're gone. You're like, okay, bye. What happens whenever that it gets to that point where it escalates? Do you guys kind of say, hey, okay, we need to come down. We do take breaks. You know, we won't play for a month. We'll come back, and it's usually always great yeah. again. Yeah. I always, I always ask people like, do you have this like a safe word like bananas? Like, okay, we, we'll come back. I'll see you in a week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He said bananas. Oh, I mean, I'll admit it. The band has left. They've stormed out on me before. <laughs> left me standing there holding my guitar. <laughs> All right. So tonight's <laughs> show is just Paul. Right. For real. Have you ever had to cancel for? Um, I know you mentioned like um, you were touring with this band the f- next week, but they canceled. Yeah. Um, have you ever had to cancel for any situations? Yeah, I we had to cancel a tour a couple times. Um, you know, different things happen, and you just can't make it. Going going on tour, you would basically like lose your house, lose <laughs> your job, lose everything. You just can't go and cut your legs off like that. You have to be smart about it. We have canceled shows. We've canceled tours. It always really pains me to cancel. Yeah. I'm like a big proponent to like showing up and playing no matter what. But uh, sometimes you can't show up and play. Well, I guess what you could do, and I just, just I do know sometimes some people do online um, mm-hmm. shows. I've heard so about that. So that could be your way of like paying it back, being like, hey, come watch me perform online. I'm sorry I couldn't be there. It's free. Just come and check yeah, it out. You know? That happens. Yeah, you can do that. Or, can yeah. or don't. Like, I'm like... <laughs> I'm not telling you how to run your band now. <laughs> Don't listen to me, Paul. I'm stupid. <laughs> so what kind of things do you do uh, to relax and kind of get your mind, your center? And, and uh, I uh, I like to play music. Yeah, you, you just like <laughs> play music. You like I like to listen to <laughs> records. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm like kind of obsessed with music. Yeah. I like to watch movies and you know. So you just put the record on. Do and a lot of normal shit. Yeah. I love you know my my cats. I have a few cats I love and. It's like uh, Animal Kingdom in my place, you know. And th- aren't they? They're actually coming with an. Oh, oh, that's the Jungle Book I was thinking. <laughs> I like the Jungle Book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did here? What, what like my my ears went like this. Uh, whenever I was listening to like a podcast, and then I heard Adventure Time. Um, like Adventure I think someone cool. said Adventure Time in the podcast, and I was like, <gasps> "Who said Adventure Time?" Because my <laughs> I caught my attention. Uh, do you love Adventure Time? I love Adventure yeah. Time. Yeah. What, what's what's one think, of your favorite characters? I think Jay Lynn is the most obsessed with Adventure Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love. I have a tattoo of the uh, ice cream on my leg. I love the ice king. <laughs> I like that whole kind of storyline and uh, Lady Rainicorn and the ice king and. What kind of things did you grow up cool. with? What kind of things did yeah, I grow up you, with? Yeah, what did you? Um, a lot of records. <laughs> well, I'm talking about <laughs> cartoons, Paul. <laughs> I what noticed co- you gave me vinyl. Is that your favorite way of listening to music? Uh, right now. I do like vinyl. Yeah. I have I have a nice collection of vinyl. Uh, I do most of my listening as vinyl at home. Uh, you hate CDs, you say? I don't hate CDs. I just don't have a CD player. But you have a I record mean, player. But the in <laughs> the in the laptop, the CD player is broken, oh. like the DVD player. So like, uh, I have a big pile of CDs that don't get listened to. Maybe in the car, you know, on a road trip. Could you imagine the record player in the car, like sticking that record player? You know they used to have record yes. players in the cars in like the fifties. <laughs> they used to come out of the dashboard <laughs> and skip every bump. <laughs> oh, that is the worst. That's so crazy. <laughs> so where can we reach you at? Like if we're trying to we we're trying to get a, like a hold of you, find information on your tours and stuff like that. You I mean, site? yeah, we're on you know Tumblr. Casual Strangers is on Tumblr. That's our main page. Why Tumblr? Uh, Katie made the page. Uh, we're on Facebook with everyone else in the whole world, you know. Uh, we have some music up on Bandcamp, and we have some music up on SoundCloud. And these are just, you know, resources for streaming music out there. So is it everything just casual strangers? Everything's casual strangers, Facebook yeah. slash casual strangers. Yeah, there was no band out there. When you're making a band name, you know, everything's been taken. <laughs> like, every band you can think of. Like, like what crazy Make up a name, and, like, you look it up, and there's a band <laughs> that's been that name, you know? Dude, I was trying to find a name for a podcast. I kid you not. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Every name is taken for a podcast magazine. Everything. Yeah. And, like, uh, abbreviations of titles. And uh, Jake was like, we should be casual strangers. And I remember thinking, it's an awesome name, but I guarantee there's casual strangers. No casual strangers. It was meant to be. It's meant to be. There was no Facebook casual strangers. <laughs> there was no anything casual strangers. So we just. Can I give you a tip, which I learned on the tech podcast, and it's, it's just when you d- this when or if you decide to have a, a um, child or a kid, uh-huh. you need to register their URLs and handle handles. <laughs> right away. Right away. <laughs> that way they have their website, they have their Instagram, they have everything from birth. Yeah, and you register it for twenty years, and then that way, if they don't want it, they don't have to but they have it if they need it you know yeah there's so many no that's the stuff right yeah it's so crazy that's a tip yeah so was he did he just like randomly just say what did he get casual strangers he just like threw it out came to him out of like nowhere yeah i guess yeah yeah yeah. he's just it's hard we had no idea what we were going to call the band and he was like here's a good one (laughs) casual strangers we're like yeah totally (laughs) so how did you come up with boxing lessons the Uh, title for that one okay so uh because I know you're still working on both, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more working on casual strangers. Yeah. Boxing lesson that we still play every now and then. 
But how the name came out with Box Nelson is I joined a band called uh, Box and Nelson in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then like a month later, they changed their name. What? And I was like, I love the name of <laughs> Box and Nelson. Like, yeah, we're going to be Univac. So I was like, well, can I have the name of the boxing lesson? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and so I started a band called the Boxing Lesson. Oh, wow, that's so crazy. It's really nice of them. So I started it with the name. Is there like paperwork that has to be drawn? Or do you just no, like it was all cool. Was like, no, it's verbal, it's cool. I mean, it's hard enough to pick a name. I was like, there it is. And the story, how it came around is uh, the guy I was in the band with, he was driving down the street and there was a bumper sticker on a car that said, Boxing Lessons Required. I said, <laughs> I like how you listen to the universe. You just let it come to you, you know. And he was like, "Boxing lessons." Oh. And that was it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And and everything's history from there. Yeah. Yeah. There's never been a band called the Boxing Lessons. Yeah. Well, I get, so, like, so you. It's hard to have a couple names like yeah. that. Well, I'm not gonna take too much more of your time because I know you have to go back to work. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it was and a good time. I hope I could get to talk to you again if you had a, a good time because I know you're coming with an album. I would love to like chat with you about we that. We should later. do that, yeah. Because um, I had fun. I think you're super cool. Thank um, you. And also, we still need to do a photo shoot together, right? We do. If you're down with that still? Totally. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much again. And thank it you. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Bye. Bye. 17 seconds in the encounter.